0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It's Friday, it's the 28th of July, 2023. And coming up today, more on that Optima Braille laptop. We're all excited about
2: You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your host Stephen Scott and Sean Preece. Hey, Sean Preece, how are you today? I am gorgeous, thank you, Stephen Scott. Thank Mr. F, it's Friday, it's the weekend. F stands for Friday. Of course it does, God bless you, Mr. F.
1: Indeed.
2: Uh, sunshine,
1: happiness, joy uh, are uh, words we never associate with Mr. Say. F. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah. We do associate Friday, so that's good news. Uh, Yes, hello, everybody. Welcome along. Uh, Oh, I'm not going to say it's nice to get to the end of a week, but it kind of, for the first time in a long time, it feels like I've gotten to the end of a week and I'm quite glad it's the weekend.
2: What? How dare you, sir? You know what? I wish this week would never end because I love this show. There, oh, I've said it. Are you listening, Mr. F? I love it. it. Stephen eh,
1: doesn't. Excellent. Uh, you can do Saturday, uh, and I'll take the weekend. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Bye. Um, yeah. No, I. do you know, it's just been a weird week. I think, do um, you know that thing that we talk about a lot? You know that thing that blind people talk about a lot? It's kind of the mm-hmm. way British people always talk about the weather. What, what um, do blind people talk about a lot? Tiredness.
2: Oh, I see. Oh, mm-hmm. sleeping pattern. Oh, yeah. I did notice my uh, 4 a.m. text this morning when yep. I got up mm-hmm. from you. That was me just going to bed. That was me just at that point <sighs> getting,
1: to the, getting to the stage of actual tiredness. Because there's a, there's a tiredness where you're lying in bed and you feel tired, mm. but you cannot get to sleep. Yes. And then there's the actual sleep part, which yes. you hope will follow at some point.
2: You've put a podcast on. Podcasts are guaranteed to send you to sleep, no matter how good they are. That's true. No, that's very they true. Will even send you to sleep.
1: Well, in yes, fact, guaranteed. This one, yes, uh, will send you to sleep <laughs> at any time of the day. In fact, you know, we should have a, a, a message at the top of the show that says, "Do not operate heavy machinery."
2: Oh, I was thinking more subliminal messages in there. You know, like I what? don't know. Well, we'll uh, yeah, I don't know. We haven't got any merch yet, but when we do, buy do you know our we, mugs. We we. <laughs> <buy> <laughs> <our> mugs. <laughs> buy your
1: mugs (laughs) that's just so weird is that how we're going to do it so adding some asmr into (laughs) the show it's like that's a really interesting point you've made about that product buy some mugs uh and also uh it's not a bad idea actually we'll make it happen that's like product placement but less subtle that's like the podcast version of product placement right (laughs) so hang on you eventually did fall asleep then I did and I didn't do any work during the night, which I have to say is is impressive for me because that's usually the thing I do first. Yeah, I, I just yeah. jump straight in here and start working. But I didn't do that today. Did you pick up your phone? That's always a fatal mistake. No. Well, I did well, okay, maybe I did. Yes, I did for did. a little bit. I sat listening to Facebook. We, we have to I think you and I need to stop on Facebook videos because we just yeah, sit there I listening do. to
2: absolute garbage. It's it's ridiculous. And I I must say, I think Ninety-five percent of my time on my phone now—it's just Facebook, watch video clips. Why don't we? Why it? do we commit? Right, let's
1: do it to getting rid of this app.
2: <gasps> but I don't no. know if
1: I can. Come on, you can All do right, it.
2: Let's do it. All right, no, go on then. If I can do it, you can do it. If you can let's do, do it, it, I can
1: do it. And also, speaking of um, doing things on air, um,
2: yes. Did you find your lanyard? No, and I. I, every single box in the house I had out last night. And it's so <sighs> annoying because you think, all right? is this the box for it? Because I have no idea what each box is. And I've got hundreds of them. Because, of <laughs> course, we keep all our Apple boxes, right? Not because they are yeah. just design genius. And you can mm-hmm. pick them up and they just go, and slide out on their own. It's amazing. Did you know it's you our, can sell them on eBay? Of course you can. Of course you can. Did I you, don't know that. That. you can yes? actually, yeah, you can. And they actually
1: do go for a I mean, it's like, Twenty thirty dollars you can get for a box that's for a ri-
2: box that's ridiculous, sir. But uh, but anyway, the long and short of it is, I had every box out and none of them were for the Hable. Ah. So um, no, okay. I don't have the Hable box, which means I don't have the lanyard. But you know what? After this show, I will go onto a online store. I don't know why I'm not saying it, and I will <laughs> buy because yeah, everyone knows what we'll one a bog standard bog standard lanyard, right? It'll and I will make it fit like the slinger. Everyone's talking about the slinger. You yeah, heard about I, this? No, of course I've heard about. It. Yes, of course. Yes, Michael Babcock loves the it's slinger. The, it's
1: the it's the one that goes around your neck. Now I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but my understanding is don't quite understand this. But what I what I do understand is that it, it's like an extendable <laughs> lanyard.
2: It's got some sort of, Yeah, some sort but of retractable. You, yeah,
1: but it thing sticks onto the it. back of your phone, although I, I guess it could be used for so anything Super I yep. think it's intent. Yeah. Well, I think it is. That's the problem, right? So you don't <laughs> want to stick it onto your phone. You maybe want to stick it onto a phone case. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you basically put the, the iPhone, if you want, onto it. And then you can extend it out. So you know, if you're using it with Ira or whatever else. Um, but then you can also just bring it back and it will sit there. Now, I want to, I want to talk about this for a second because this is an issue for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this might be, I'm not unique in this. Wow. But I'm not going to shame people here. I'm going to talk about me.
2: Obviously. Um, <laughs> Go on, so- I'm, I'm tense here. I've, <laughs> I've, I've braced myself. I know, I can feel As soon the- as you say, I don't want to, you know, shame people here. No, because
1: I, I want to talk about me here. This is, this is about an issue that affects okay. me, and I know it affects other people. But, you know, I have what is known in the, um, I believe, the medical world as a larger than usual stomach. Oh, okay. <laughs> And yes. uh, as a result, lanyards that have, say, for example, your iPhone sits, you know, as you're walking around, oh, you've I got see. your iPhone sitting, you know what I'm saying, don't you? Yeah, I you, do. You've got your iPhone sitting there, but the problem is the, um, it, it, it's bouncing off oh. my stomach as yes. I'm walking around. So if Ira was, was trying to sort of guide me, it wouldn't work very well, would it? Because it would just be, the phone would be bouncing all over the place.
2: Well, you would just shorten it so it wasn't on your belly, wouldn't you? I mean, basically... Attach it to my chin? It would be like a choker (laughs) around your neck. But I mean, um, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but to be honest, I don't know the answer to that. Well, that's what I'm
1: kind of thinking. And it also came up because uh, someone on Twitter had put up that they were going to an airport and made a brilliant point that they were going to an airport and they had to meet an assistant. You had to get assistance at the airport. But she said, the problem is, how do I get from the door of the airport to the assistance desk and that's such a brilliant point right this is a, the last 10 yards problem we always talk about of course so yes I say, oh to... meet, meet
2: me at the assistance desk yeah where is it i know and under on, on my local train station um there's a button to press can i find the button on the wall no, absolutely exactly. no right. chance to talk to and assistants will come down and meet you yeah no, very good but totally impractical Yes. So, sorry, where's the, where's the link here with
1: lanyards and. Well, the, the point that was being made by by this lady was she said, How do I do this? And, and I suggested Ira as a solution to this. But then yes. as I was typing it, I also wrote, I was responding to her on Twitter. And I said, Of course, the problem is, will you have a free hand? Because I'm assuming either guide dog or white cane and also Suitcase. luggage. Yes. Yeah. So there's no free hands. What do you do in that situation? Right? I mean, Envision glasses. It's a bit of a a sledgehammer to crack a nut, though, right?
2: Oh, yeah. I'm going on holiday tomorrow. I (laughs) must spend thousands (laughs) of dollars
1: to get my hands on uh, uh, something that I'll have to figure out how to use very quickly. Don't get me wrong. If you have the invasion glasses, brilliant.
2: No, Um, I am am actually joking on that. They're they're great for what they are. But, yes, um, that's a lot of money to buy. But, no, you're you're right. There, There does need to be a solution. And lanyards are the solution, though, aren't they? What else is there?
1: mate of mine did it, actually brilliant idea in some ways. He got a lanyard, just a basic, you know, bog-standard lanyard just around his neck, and then he bought a luggage strap that you put around a case, and he just clicks that around his body and it holds the phone in place.
2: Hello, ladies. That's a <laughs> luggage strap strapped around my huge belly to hold my phone in place so it doesn't bounce around. Well, I mean, just get a really long lanyard so it hangs under your belly. not Sure, how Ira would feel about that, but I don't know how I'd feel about that to be perfectly (laughs) honest. Um, and I think that might be a little
1: bit too low, low on the ground, they'd maybe not be able to see past anyone else's feet Mm. at that level, you know.
2: Yeah, I honestly don't know the answer, but I mean, there must be a way around that.
1: So, this is my question to you today not you, but to the the, the royal you, the royal (laughs) you is, um, how do we what, what solutions are people finding for getting around? Keeping their phone out because I'm guessing most people are, and being able to navigate without you know using the phone in their hands because that's the problem, right? You only have most of us only have one available hand when we're moving around. We've got a cane, we have a dog, we have some kind of ability, aid. and if you have a bag or something with you, you've got no no ability to do it. You've got no free hand. So yeah, it's true. Uh, I mean, yeah, the glasses. Absolutely would be the answer to this, and I think when we talk to I'm really looking forward to talking to Celeste glasses yes. in the next couple of weeks because it's the price point, right? I still don't quite understand this. I think you can pay them up so you pay them per month rather than buying them outright. I think that might be an option as well. We're going to get all the details from Celeste soon, but uh, I think a lot of us are very interested in this and incredibly um, interested. Help us, Celeste. you're our only hope well it it comes down to it comes down to cost for a lot of people, right. Of course it does. How and, many people can yeah.
2: afford any of those smart glasses? I'm not going to mention Envision directly, although I just did.
1: No, but any R- of but them. Either. Orcams, Envision, Orcam,
2: Esai. Yes. I mean, all, all these products, they're all
1: way, way, way too expensive for most people. And, you know, I just think sometimes we have to fashion our own solutions to this, and that's what we're kind of talking about here with the lanyards and the luggage straps. Tight range we'll forehead. Tie a, tie a luggage Yellow strap. Yellow ribbon.
2: Round your... <laughs> Large iPhone. stomach. Um, okay, yes, but th- there are... <laughs> stop it now. Look, I mean, we're talking about lanyards, but it could be anything. There are, for the want of a better word, do you head harnesses. I was going
1: to say, do you say head I don't say head-mounted. I'm not
2: <laughs> no, walking around with an no, iPhone 14 are, Pro Max stuck to my head. Well, like, why not? If it works, I don't care. No, look, <laughs> that luggage strap idea of actually, okay, so using a lanyard so it hangs in the right place, but then strapping it tightly to your body... There mm. are harnesses out there that do exactly that around yeah, your chest true, yeah. and whatever. Yeah. So, um, yes, I, I've never used one, though. Do
1: you know one idea I had was, you know you get these shoulder cross-body bags? Um, yes. Or, or any bag, really, if you've got one of those bags that goes over your shoulders. Handbag. Um, yes. You, you can get little pockets in them for phones, right? But the problem is that they are closed, so you wouldn't be able to see, the camera wouldn't be able to see out. Uh... So I was thinking just taking a pair of scissors to that and just...
2: Fashioning a hole in it, yeah, yeah, ripping its bits. Well, I, I'm a fan of the overshirt or shirts in general with chest pockets, and you just bang your phone in there. Oh, right, and okay, like, uh, like some kind of 80s IT guy, yeah. No, it's a, no, yeah, but your phone's just especially if the larger one. And if you just put a packet USB of stick. mints underneath it, it actually holds it up just above, so the phone's just above oh, the any pocket. particular mints. Do you do you Well, I was going uh, to mention polos, but I've got a terrible feeling that's very UK specific, so I won't say that. Um, Maybe so, any Reese's Pieces, maybe a pack of those. I, I don't know what they not are. Not the bagged but... version, obviously. No, no. You need a, a, a roll of candy. I said candy because I'm mm. being international. Very look good. at me. Oh, look at you. You're finally learning. <laughs> Thank you. Um...
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Well, there we go. I'm looking forward to people's thoughts on that. Um, I want to get to emails, though, and lots of you getting in touch, as always, on lots of different topics, Braille being another... Uh, I want to hear from Lisa now. Lisa has sent an email on the value of Braille, talking about the value of it. And uh, as always, Laura reads her emails.
0: I am a Braille proofreader at Clover Centre for the Blind and Visually Impaired in Cincinnati, Ohio, in the United States of America. I am a literary Braille transcriber who have a background knowledge in the Braille codes being used today. Unified English Braille is the current code being used today in the English-speaking world. I have been reading Braille since the age of six, I started attending Louisiana School for the Blind and Visually Impaired back in 1968. I graduated from high school on May 26, 1983. I've been using Braille in every job I had since 1986. I've worked as long-distance operator, customer service representative, and now as a Braille proofreader. I've been in this job since July 10, 2006. National Federation of the Blind is very big on promoting Braille. Only 10% of blind people are being taught Braille. 90% of Braille readers are working. Sincerely, Lisa Hall.
1: Lisa, thank you for that email. And that number at the end is going to stick with me for a while. This is an email I mentioned a while back, actually, and we're just getting round to uh, to publishing it here. Um, But I I did read your email a while back, Lisa, and that number staggers me. You know, 10% of people learning Braille, uh, but then 90% of people who do read Braille are in work. It kind of just tells you everything you need to know, right? It just tells you everything about Braille.
2: Well it does but it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation. Why isn't mm. why aren't most of us using braille? Is it because we weren't taught it? I was never given the option of learning braille as a Well that's that's the bottom line, right? We weren't What taught... is it? I mean well, it I mean I, the, the the smartphone accessible smartphones have been around for a good while now and it's still I mean is that a reason why I've never gone back to braille? Because I don't, because I'm using the speech, right? Is is that another
1: reason? Yeah, absolutely. Because look, at the end of the day, we do what's easiest and we all do, right? I mean, yes, of course, there are some of us who will challenge ourselves more and, you know, I'm not going to use the term super blind. Oops, fell out my mouth. You did. Uh, But, you know, there's a lot of people who will do that, who will challenge themselves more and quite right too. If you want to do that and you want to challenge yourself and go further and, you know, learn Braille, brilliant. Uh, You know, and, and not only that, you know, go to the point of getting qualifications on it and all of that stuff. That is brilliant. Good for you. But for most of us, it's just getting through the day. And it's not just about using a smartphone. It's about every other aspect of life. You know, you come home at night, maybe from a long day, or you've been out, or you've been going shopping. And even that can just put people... I, I remember recently, my wife and I came back from shopping. And it, it honestly felt like we had gone to the top of Everest and back and carried all <laughs> the dead bodies back down with us. That is what it felt like. Oh, it was just... Stephen you know, there makes they it actually, dark. They leave them there.
2: It's disgusting. Right, I, 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 can we leave that there, please? Unbelievable. It's true to find. No, it's absolutely true, though. It's, it's funny how, how tired. And it seems ridiculous to say. But I've noticed because I've been using Voice Vista a lot mm. when I've, I've started taking the dog out in the morning again, getting my physio up and running, sort of, stumbling, walking, hobbling. Um, so I've been using Voice Vista. And when I don't use it, there's odd times I forget because I'm too tired. I'm just stumbling out the door. Yeah. You've got to concentrate so much more. What, what something like Voice Vista, Soundscape, Openscape gives you is the ability to, you know what, turn off your brain for a second because I will get, I'm not constantly looking out for the signs or the, you know, the tactile landmarks, if you will, that I'm coming to the turning in the road or whatever. I can just wait until I'm actually told. It's nice to be able not to concentrate 100% of the time. And I think that's where you get tired because you do. You're constantly thinking what's coming up next, where am I now? It's exhausting. Well,
1: it's absolutely. You know, for most people, the visual goes alongside the the mental in regards to you know your daily working. So you know, someone sees something, they think about it, they respond, and you know they they can kind of put the two together and you know very instantly get a response. They look at a sign, they can see the sign, they react to the sign. But for us, we have to. You know, be either told what the sign is, then think about what that sign is in relation to our environment. And we're doing all of this without that visual construct around us. And that's where you're right. That's where the tiredness comes in. It's a mental exhaustion when you get home. Yeah, And, and, you know, obviously, if you've got some vision that's, you know, in my world, useless, where, you know, it's just (laughs) flashing lights, you know, you go into a shopping mall, for example, and it's just a sea of light. I mean, today I'm wearing these, um, these sleep shades. I honestly wish it was socially acceptable for me just to walk around with these on all day. Now, I know you can argue, well, hang on, <laughs> that just makes you blind, but totally blind and you should really use what's left. That's a very UK argument about things. I don't necessarily subscribe to that theory. That's another conversation for another day. But I um, but I, I, just feel that, you know, with these on, I mean, even today, I feel far more um, able to concentrate on what I'm doing because I'm not being distracted by light, you know, it's amazing how quickly that affects you when you're losing vision, because you you start to almost see things that aren't there, or you're aware oh, of things. Yes. Um, not that you're seeing things that aren't there in that sort of Charles Bonnet sense. I don't mean that. I mean just in the sense of that something can flash and suddenly you think there's a movement, and suddenly your head's over here. And yes, you're
2: starting yourself. What was yeah, that? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, we get that all the time. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much at the same point. I could. Everything's just sort of blobs of light, really. Um, And a a dark patch on the pavement that can either be a shadow cast from something else, or it could be a hole in the ground, or it could be a wall, or it could be a car, or it could be a person. Um, There's no detail there enough, really. So it's all contextual, you know. You just, uh, I'm, I'm I'm expecting it not to be a hole in the ground. Well, have you ever fallen into into a hole that wasn't wasn't there?
1: You ever done that? You ever fallen into the hole that wasn't there? I've done that a few times. You know, you kind of almost, you almost do the action of falling. (laughs) because you think it is. You go,
2: oh, hang on, and then you realise there was nothing there. (laughs) You trick yourself. It's like Wile E. Coyote when he paints a tunnel on a mountain. That's right, exactly. (laughs) Then the train comes through it. (laughs) I love those cartoons. (sighs)
1: Uh, But but, I mean, to the point about Braille, though, and I know that we're kind of drifted off that, but it's all tied to that, though, because what you're saying is that there's so much going on in your world already, and this is what I'm saying as well. There's so much going on in our world that is mentally exhausting, that right now for us, adding Braille to that feels like another mountain. It's like, okay, we've just got to the top of Mount Everest, and hang on, there's another Mount Everest we need to climb.
2: Yes, there's Kilimanjaro on yeah, top. On yeah. top of it, exactly. And
1: that's the problem, right? So I think that's where we are at today. If we were learning this as kids, then we wouldn't have that problem. It's why I'm fine with grade one, because I learned it at school to some degree.
2: I think that's what it always comes down to, isn't it? It's, it's, we need Braille talk. As, as a matter of fact, it doesn't matter. As long as you're a VI, you're taught it. it doesn't the matter question, how much vision you got at the time.
1: Yeah, but the question that Lena wants to bring up is around the question of Braille and literacy. Is Braille literacy?
0: Hello, Sean, Stephen and Laura. I think there are so many different ways to be literate. It bothers me when I hear statements like a blind person cannot be literate unless they know Braille. If literacy means the ability to read and write, it is only reading if it involves the finger or the eye. Is it only writing if it involves the stylus or the pencil? If someone uses live transcribe to convert their words to text, does that make the person not literate because they did not use a pen or stylus to get their ideas into text? Is a person using a screen reader not literate because they navigate character by character to learn how a name is spelled? Are the lecture notes less valuable because they are whispered into a note-taking app or written in raised print? I would like a more inclusive and creative definition of literacy. One that respects the many ways of sharing ideas and gleaning information. I love the show, so please take good care of yourselves. Sincerely, Lena. P.S. Live Transcribe is an Android app which makes it easy for hearing and deaf people to communicate.
1: Thank you, Lena. And thank you for bringing that perspective to it. Uh, I will say, from my own perspective, I think Braille is literacy. I think it is. And I, I don't necessarily. See it as a replacement for or the only solution to literacy. You're absolutely right. There are a lot of people who will be taught how to use computers. But I would imagine, in most kids' cases, certainly was the case for me growing up, that whilst I didn't learn Braille, I did learn to read and write. If we took the reading and writing aspect away from child's education, that leaves that child illiterate, correct? So don't we end up in a place where if you don't include some version of understanding the language, it's not about understanding spelling. Yeah, that's part of it. But it's understanding structure of the letters, of how words are formed, how you know, how sentence structure evolves, how, you know, all gets together. I mean, you know, you get into a job where it says an administration role or you into, you want you want to get into a role that's maybe in law or you know, whatever it might be in that career. You need to be able to write in coherent sentences, understand sentence structure, understand you know where the capital letters go and where all the punctuation goes. You've got to know all that stuff. That's part of literacy. And if you don't have that, you, teaching it on a computer is not going to give you that. I don't, I don't believe it will anyway. Feel free to argue that back. But I, I don't think mm. that's, I think Braille is literacy because it's, to me, Braille, learning Braille, is the equivalent of a sighted child learning to read and write with a pencil.
2: Hmm. Uh, that, that's... I just see, if, if you think... If you hear that someone is illiterate, it, you automatically think they cannot read or write. And when I, what I think is, that of course, that's not the case if you don't know Braille. Um, I'm thinking of dictation, and as Lena says there, about going character by character to see how a word is spelt. But I think Braille is... Well, I'm just going off my personal experience. Ever, ever since I was unable to see print anymore, I have forgotten how words are spelt. Mm. And it's about the spelling for me that that Braille reinforces that aspect. And I suppose punctuation to a point as well. As for the, you know, sentence structure and grammar and things like that. I don't think that's necessarily, you know, based on Braille or you need Braille to get that. I think you could do that with any screen reader and a computer or whatever device. But I do think Braille reinforces the spelling. And I think that is important. But how important is it, actually, now? I don't know. Well, it's
1: a separate discussion, I think, in regards to saying to someone, you're illiterate. I don't agree with that. I think if you are able to use a computer and you're able to form something, look, most of us have done. I mean, look, I'd be lost without it. Up until I started using Braille again, I would be in exactly that, that place. I'd be using my computer for absolutely everything. I'd be, and let's be honest, most people today will rely upon uh, your spell check for everything, grammar check, all the tools that are in Microsoft Word, for example. They're going to be using all that to create their sentences and create their paragraphs and and write their documents, whatever it is they're doing. So you know that that's the case across the board now. Um, but I, I think when it comes to the question of what literacy is it is that ability to understand the language itself, right? So that's the basis of what literacy is, the the base level of it. And to me, the equivalent of reading and writing is using braille, Braille, is, is typing up braille, you know, with a Perkins, reading it back, understanding the creation of the sentence, creation of the letter, all of that. I think that's really important, understanding the formation of it. That's really? what literacy is. I, just I think because so, it's yeah. a
2: tactile experience rather than just dictating and having it read back to you, that still will give you the reinforcement of, of sentence structure, wouldn't it?
1: Um, Maybe it's evolving. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is evol- evolving to a new place. I think It's that, a really interesting conversation. Well, then. it is, isn't it? I mean, it does raise an interesting question about what literacy is. And I, I've asked this question before on the show. I'm not one of those people, Lena. I will not say... If you can use a computer and you're able to do what you do, whatever it is you need to do, and you get by with a computer, that, that means you're illiterate because you don't have Braille. I don't like that argument either. I really don't. Because again, it's doing people down. We've talked about this before. I don't agree with that. don't like putting
2: people down. Yeah, but it's still an argument that comes anything. up all the time as one of the benefits of Braille is that it helps with literacy. That, right. that is a, the argument that is made constantly. I'm sure I've made that argument myself. But when I say that, I say it, I think it just reinforces spelling. But how important is spelling nowadays? Wow, that's going to be a controversial question. It's a, it's a good
1: question, though, it's, <laughs> and it's maybe the right question to ask. It's a great discussion topic, I'll tell you that. Uh, listen, thank you so much for that email, uh, Lena. really appreciate it, and uh, do keep your comments on this coming. I'd love to further this discussion. I have a feeling we are going to. Um, yes, I'm so sorry. Let me just say that right now before no, 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 you this email me. this is in. good. This is good. This is a really interesting, because this is what this show is about. It's about asking the questions that other people are terrified to ask, or, you know, we get so wrapped up in our world as, you know, yes. it, 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 this is the way it's done. Well, not necessarily. Maybe there's another way to wrong. do it. We like yeah, it. And we will discuss it. And we will, and I am very open in this discussion. I don't have a firm view either way on it. So yeah, let's let's definitely discuss this. Uh, listen, coming up next, Addy Kushner joins us. He's from Access Mind and he's here to tell us more about the Optima Braille laptop that was on show at the NFB convention and at Sci Village in Birmingham. He joins us next to update us on where they are with progress and perhaps even tell us a price. Stick around.
2: This is Double Tap from AMI Audio. Email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. Call us 877-803-4567 and find us on social media on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air and now on Mastodon at Double Tap.
1: We are literally everywhere and uh, the ways to contact us are uh, many and Varied, but uh, lots of you are getting in touch on Mastodon as well. I think we're going to have to engage Laura to read our Mastodon comments as well. Oh, because, you know, come on. Well, yeah, do no. you know the problem with Mastodon? People can write
2: lots of words. Well, uh, do, Laura's got enough to do with all the emails. Surely <laughs> she's <laughs> not going to love that. I think she's starting to regret saying yes to this. <laughs>
1: uh, but uh, honestly, Laura, we thank you so much. God bless so Mrs. K.
2: Yes, beautiful voice. Lovely. Absolutely. Unlike yours. Us. Yes. I, I agree. Yes. Terrible. <laughs> like how you muttly. said us and I said yes. That was nice, wasn't it? <laughs> uh,
1: so we didn't get to Site Village this year, sadly. Um, but And there was one person who we were really keen to catch up with. In fact, a lot of people were keen to catch up with, but unfortunately he couldn't really be found either. Uh, but he was at Site Village. He was kind of just hovering at uh, Site Village. <laughs> And that is uh, Adi Kushner, who's from the company AccessMind. That is the company that's in partnership with Orbit Research to bring us the Optima Braille laptop in uh, 2024, which uh, both of us are very excited about.
2: Well, maybe am I more excited than you are? Well, you are. I'm excited by the concept, but as I don't use Braille. Hmm. Yeah, less for me, but I'm excited that we're finally getting tech that we deserve for that price point because this is cutting edge. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be cutting edge. This is now current technology. It's not technology from six years ago that you're still paying a premium for. So yeah. I'm excited by that.
1: And this is also something the community actually wants. Oh, we're oh, going to get into that con- next week. Oh, oh yeah, dear. I have to say, I'm getting a little bit annoyed by that. I'm not going to go there today, oh. but I am going to talk about it next week. So okay. uh, stay tuned. For vitriol, as usual, to follow. <laughs> <laughs> you look forward to that next week on Double Tap. Uh, but first, to Addy Kushner, who is back with us once again. Addy, great to have you back here on Double Tap.
3: Thank you for having me again.
1: It is great to have you, and uh, you've been at the Site Village event in Birmingham recently. I know you've been traveling all around the world oh, at all these different the conventions, showing off the Optima, and. Uh, I want to know what you've been uh, getting in terms of feedback from people. What are people saying to you about it?
3: Um, I was actually really surprised because uh, the feedback we've got uh, was very, almost all positive. Um, a lot better than I expected. You know, usually when the new product comes around, uh, everyone has uh, things to say about it. And that's good. This is why we're here for Most of the people liked the design, and uh, also people were amazed how fast we responded to feedback from the past. For example, when we were talking last time, we talked about that one of the top requests we've got is to add uh, thumb keys. So we've added thumb keys, and the version that we were showing both at Site Village and also. In uh, at the NFP convention in the United States was with some keys already. So people were really liking the fact that their feedback is heard and that we're processing the feedback. Got some useful suggestions as well too. Uh, also, we showed some uh, software progress, like we showed our the beginning of our note-taker uh, type interface, like how it's going to look and operate and how it will combine with Windows. So feedback was really, really positive.
2: Was there any feedback? uh, You mentioned mostly positive, and of course we want to concentrate on the mostly positive, (laughs) but was there (laughs) any feedback you got where you thought, oh, actually, we didn't even think of that or consider that, and you've taken that on board?
3: Yeah, there has been, of course, uh, some feedback about uh, things like the keyboard. it's, It's actually mostly stuff we knew that people were going to... Uh, want to see improvements in, and this is why these are prototypes. Uh, So some people did not like, for example, the keyword that we're using currently, but uh, many other people liked it. Uh, But for example, this is an area that we know that we will change, of course, before production. Also, we were still showing the version with the orbit cells uh, only. Um, The PS01 were still working on it, so some people have been asking for that. Uh, We also received some feedback about them uh, Braille display navigation scheme from other people that, you know, there are some people who like uh, some different approaches that are not uh, thumb keys uh, driven, for instance. And uh, that's the that's the beauty of it. Like everyone has a different use case and different patterns that they like. And while, of course, we cannot accommodate all, we'll try to accommodate the majority of them as we can.
2: And are you still on schedule As as any... come up which has put you back at all
3: not yet Uh, (laughs) I'm saying not yet because you never know what will come what can come up you know during uh, during production and also not only production but during um, during uh, process of various legal uh, compliance uh, and certification processes and uh, stuff like that Uh, for now we're still on schedule for the end of uh, Q1 24 I hope this will stay the same, but we'll keep, of course, everyone posted. Uh, the one thing that I can guarantee for sure is that we will not get it out until it's absolutely ready, even if we have to delay it a little. So uh, while we want to make it on schedule, and that's what we all hope for, if we have to delay it because we feel that there is still something you know, small that needs to be corrected, Uh, we will not hesitate to do so because the idea is to release uh, the best possible product in terms of uh, functionality. And we also need to remember that this is AM, while it's going to be more affordable than the note takers out there today, it is still a premium product segment. So a premium product segment should deserve the proper uh, premium product treatment from us that we need to provide. And we will
1: provide that. And of course you pick up on something very important there, which everyone is listening out for, which is price. Now we did talk a little bit about this before. Uh have you got a an idea now, a better idea now of what we, that price may be?
3: We did not announce, of course, exact pricing, but the prices of the various configs will be between three and six. Between three thousand and six thousand. So is that, is
1: that US dollars or
3: uh yes, that is US. Uh And again, final prices will be announced close to release because we still need to um, finalize uh, some components that we need to decide uh, what are these components that we're sourcing and how are we going to develop some internal things because while we use the framework motherboard as the base for our PC platform, there are things that we are re-engineering ourselves. For example, all the thermal management, all the power uh, circuitry, all the Braille display communication. We need to do things with the motherboard that are not done on PCs usually. For example, um, we need to be able to have one battery working across the Braille display and uh, the framework board while allowing the Braille display, for instance, to be powered when... The framework board is off, even for terminal mode functionality, and that includes the keyboard. And we need to do uh, things like the six key, uh, the the eight key braille entry, which we want global, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there is quite a bit of engineering work to do to attach these things together, and based on that, choose appropriate components, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of design considerations like that. But um I hope that will be uh, on track and these will be the prices. So it'll start around 3, 3-something three um, USD for uh, our baseline, which, again, we don't have exact specs yet, but it'll be the Orbit Braille cells and uh, baseline processor RAM and storage combo, although it'll be more than sufficient to do uh, all the typical work you want to do it's not going to be like uh, there's no i3 option luckily so it's not going to be like an underpowered uh device even for uh the starting price
1: yeah you're not going to be buying the base model and it's out of the box underpowered which would no. obviously not be a no. great you know a great place to begin <laughs> you don't want your screen no,
3: reader
2: is... starting to stutter that's, no that's no, 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 you no don't the... want. yes
3: this will not happen this will not happen both our storage offerings, our RAM offerings, uh, will be higher than even the high-end today
1: that exists in the note-taker space. So no, this will be all good. You're really selling this as a, a premium product, and you can really tell that in the way you're talking about it. And the price, of course, will match that. Um, what reaction did you get from people? When I'm assuming people would have asked you at Site Village and FBE, convention what the price was when you told them that rough pricing if you did what was the reaction Uh,
3: this is what people expected actually the reaction was yeah okay this is what we expected most of them if we're talking about really really low cost markets and uh, developing countries and stuff like that this would be quite difficult for such a product to get in with these prices and these configurations and we will explore in the future opportunities to to make it happen in those parts as well uh, but uh, the reaction to the price was mostly good. I mean, look, even... And we'll, we'll stand by the promise uh, that we're promising, but even when you will uh, buy a version with the piezo cells, uh, so you'll bump the price up, it'll still be lower than your 32-cell note-taker today, so we'll be still committed to that, and the value will be a lot higher. So... Uh, people actually really, that's the price that they expected. I mean, if you take a laptop, a very decent, high quality laptop, right? We're not using like underpowered machine technology in this thing. So if you take a price of a decent, of a high end of a premium laptop, like a Dell XPS or um, even the framework itself, and you add the price of the Braille display to it, that's the price you're going to get from our product. So it's essentially really the two things combined. That's it.
2: I think people aren't shocked by that sort of price tag anymore. Um, and well, no, no. Some people will
3: be. <laughs> Some people will be shocked. I mean, of course, we want to make it lower. But, you know, since the quantities are still small, we will be still limited by the pricing we can offer. But yeah. at least we will try to keep lower than than what's available right now. And that has always been both Orbit's mission. And that's the mission that I have. Uh, with this partnership too, so this will always stay like that.
2: But but that's kind of my point is that we're paying those sort of prices now and even higher for technology, uh, for the you know the specs inside to be generations behind current gen. Yeah. So I mean, I look, think... n- n-
3: no one produces low quality note takers today. Okay, the, the the products themselves are not low quality; they're made well. But mm-hmm. like you said, the what goes inside for example if i buy a Note touch plus today for i don't know what's the price of the uk but in the us it's like 5795 dollars uh that has a snapdragon chip from 6 years ago and yes. 4 gigs of ram and that is still on android 8 that's kind of disappointing and even its competitor the sense, for example which has better specifications is still not Fully up to date. So, the, um, while the products are amazing in terms of quality, and they are, I'm a user of them myself. I have both the Hume's devices and the Humanware devices as a user. The because I was trying to look the per, to find the perfect solution for myself for years,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, I'm still using these devices actively uh, every day uh, because I need that all-in-one uh, solution. my product is still in you know prototyping and testing, and I'm sending it back and forth and. Uh, modifying it so i'm still using what's available out there and the vendors really try to do the best but it's the the root of the problem which is causing some of these issues and yes there are risks that we are taking as well for example we have a cooler we have a fan with a serious cooling system in our product right so uh we're a bit thicker than uh these other note-takers, which are very nice and slim, in particular, if you look at the HEMS devices, I will really, I I have to admit and say that the HEMS devices are one of the best hardware designs I've seen in the industry. And, like, if I pick up a HEMS device, it's so stylish and so slick and thin and nice to hold that it amazes me. But with Windows to provide a sufficient performance, while Windows on ARM, for example, is doing development, is still not good enough for us. Uh, we have to be stuck to a thicker device. So there are things that the others are going to win uh, us on, right? Like the the, 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 the overall uh, thickness, for example. And they can get a long battery life from a very small battery and they don't need a fan. But on the other hand, people are willing to accept these trade-offs because people know what a laptop is. And I'm happy to say that despite these we still manage to, to make it look very compact despite what we're fitting inside so our main advantage is what's inside and the value uh, that it provides and also the ability of using one device that will be able to make you go ahead from uh, education life when you're a school student a little kid all the way up to adult life without changing devices that's the because with these other devices you still have to change a lot and you have to sometimes carry both because all of us know that we cannot live without a pc for everything i uh, don't want to accomplish so uh that's the main advantage we're uh targeting and people seem to accept that they they understand it and uh and um understand it very well and that's good
1: so interesting you talk about the the perfect device and I think that is something that a lot of us have been looking for for a long time. I know that even Which though there I wasn't, is none. Well that's right or or if there is there's close to but you still have to connect it to something else. And at the moment I would like to get to a point where especially with my braille learning, I would really like to have a laptop with a braille display on it. But ideally without a screen. I don't need a screen. I open I always laugh when I open up my Lenovo. I love my Lenovo laptop. And I open it up every time and this screen just sits there and I feel like saying, Can I just rip this screen off of this thing? Because I don't need it. It's just there and a nuisance, and it gets in the way. Although it does keep my keyboard from getting dusty. So, you know, it has some benefit. Um, I <laughs> yeah, want to talk to you about the... That's the, the, what
3: we're going to provide.
1: Yeah. I, I want to ask you about the the reaction from other companies on this, because I'd be interested to hear, obviously, when you're at these events, these conventions, other companies see your product. Yes, um, and it's also interesting to learn we weren't at Site Village this year, but I was aware from from what you told us that you couldn't get a stand. I don't think they had any space left for you. Um, but you, you were kind of walking around. You know, I'm not suggesting you had it under your jacket, sort of showing
3: people. I was carrying, yeah, I was carrying a huge uh, backpack with me, with uh, both the Optima and some Orbit products that I wanted people to take a look at. Yeah. Uh, so it was uh, it was funny, yeah, and I had I, I was like. Uh, scheduling with people and going to the lobby. They had a hotel nearby, which I was staying in, really next door. So I was like going there, sitting there, showing stuff and (laughs) going back. But uh, it was funny. Uh, The reaction of companies, well, of course, there will be difference about what companies tell us and what a company will tell publicly Mm. out loud somewhere. Uh, in a show like this one, for example, if you ask them about a product, but the reactions we've got uh, from companies were very positive, and I'm talking big vendors. I'm not going to mention uh, specific names, but the people have been looking uh, at it. People have been meeting with us at it in very uh, in in various capacities, uh, and we got good very positive feedback from very big uh, and respected vendors in this industry. Uh, Not one and not two, uh, both from distribution companies and from uh, AT vendors themselves uh, about the device. So that's good to hear. Um, But uh, of course, I mean, for now, this note taker uh, territory that we work against, I mean, if we, target this as a purely as a laptop, we don't need to do anything special. We already have it set, but because the note taker area is an area which education is very uh, based on and all the companies who make note takers really uh, prioritize that for education quite a bit. And they tell everybody how um, the kids and teachers don't have time to learn a screen reader and how they need something very simple. And this is an area where others believe we'll have difficulties in. Uh, Things like supporting mass and supporting various things, because this has not been properly done on Windows yet, like uh, it's done in some other note tickets. But we, I'm sure we'll cross that bridge as well.
1: We really are keen, I think, to get our hands on. I'm very keen to get hands on with this. You're going to be at Site Village in London. Is that right?
3: Yes, we are. and. We hope to have an official booth, an official stand there, too. This is the hope. You'll actually have a Work seat and a table
1: and a place to show these things. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so we're now working this out. But, uh, yeah, we should be in London as well. And I'm more than happy. I'm going to take another week in the UK. I always love coming to the UK. So I'll be more than happy to travel around the UK and show the the thing to people who want to see it. And, again, we all need to remember that it all depends on us at the end uh, because everyone will market us whatever they want us to buy. And this is how the systems uh, work, the major markets like the education markets and the uh, government markets. If, for example, if someone tells us that learning a screen reader is difficult at school and we both as school students and as blind people in general don't believe that, we should be the ones to advocate for it so as long the success of this product uh, will really depend in my opinion also on us doing it right this is the first uh, thing and I'm not taking any responsibility uh, away from us the opposite is true we have to do the best to make it absolutely uh, wonderful to use as much as we can you know we discussed that nothing is perfect in life of course and there will never be a perfect thing but it's going to be as best as we can make it. But what will help us to push this forward is really if the community will advocate for it. This will be a real test about what the community wants. And I believe that our community of users should um, advocate for a change. And if they really think, if you really think that this change is needed and the time has come to break old traditions, again, of course, if the product is properly executed um, I would really hope to see users push for that change
1: yep I agree I agree 100% but I also think to add to that we should perhaps look at this not so much from a purchasing perspective because I think it would be unfair to expect or even want people to be putting down money on products like this if they can't afford them Absolutely. if they can't get to them Absolutely. so the advocacy is about voice as much as action here
3: that is what I'm saying, yes.
1: Yeah, okay. Adi, always good to have you on the show. Uh, come back soon. In fact, if you're in uh, in London at Site Village and you have an actual stand, we'll come and we'll visit. We'll come and say hello. <laughs> How does that always sound? Always happy. Excellent. Goes. Or oh, alternatively, exactly. come to Glasgow. It's a lovely place. You'd love it. It's absolutely fantastic. If you like yeah. rain, you will love <laughs> Glasgow.
3: I have a, I have a lot of travelling to do, so <laughs> that's a no. I'm then. sure. Right, fine.
1: Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Addy. It is great to talk to you. Come back soon. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Addy. And uh, don't forget, you can get in touch and tell us your thoughts. Perhaps you got hands-on with the Optima Braille laptop while you were at Site Village at
2: Birmingham. Of course, Site Village London as well. I think we should go to that one, Sean. Should we go there? um yeah why not yeah i would like to meet up with people let's go to london why not you, you want to hang on what you want to meet people i do when did that yes. happen yes i don't know you've changed me stephen scott you made me a better person <laughs> i've made
1: you leave the house and we all remember what happened the last time we did that oh um, yeah that's i did true. the show on my own for six months while you recovered yes so uh yeah maybe maybe not that okay
2: forget it now you mm. go i'll stay here
1: no, I think we should go. And also, I think we should go because it'd be good to meet Addy. It'd also be good to hear from you guys as well, like I say, on the subject of the Optima. Have you had hands-on? I, w- I would be interested in particular on people's comments on the keyboard. This is more of a personal thing for me. But of course. Addy did say that some people did comment on the keyboard and they didn't like it so much. I'm quite happy that that feedback is coming through because I have a hunch, just based on what some people have told me from seeing this at the NFB convention that and also at CSUN earlier in the year, that uh, the keyboard was a little bit squishy. I don't want yeah, a squishy
2: keyboard. <clears throat> Keyboards are so uh, personal, though, aren't they? I like the squishiness. I hate mechanical. I don't want to click. Could they get Logitech to make a keyboard for them? Um, Yeah, why not? It makes sense. <laughs> yes. Just
1: get on to that as well. I should Let's get Addy back on, see if that can happen. Uh, listen, keep in touch with us, as always. Uh, don't forget the Express is here tomorrow. We'll be talking more about the Canute Console. This is the new device which uh, has been making the rounds again uh, after last year we talked to Charlie Harding from the company, a Bristol Braille Technology, based in England, to find out all about this product, which at that point was very much at the prototype conceptual stage. It seems like it's now getting ready for launch. Uh, we'll be replaying some of that conversation we had with Charlie to understand what this console is, what it does, and what it can do for you. Oh, it's like that was good, wasn't it? That was good. You should do voiceover work. I should do this professionally. <laughs> uh, so that coming up tomorrow. Plus, of course, Grace is here with the news and lots more on Double Tap Express. I don't think I've got the part parp on this. Oh, well.
2: Anyway. Uh, uh, do you want me to cover? Parp-parp? Like, I was kind like of
1: hoping, hoping you would just save me there.
2: Oh, sorry. No, I never. But you didn't. So no, it's, it's, we're near the end. I'm sort of tuned out already. That's it. Uh, yeah. Thanks <laughs> in, and bye-bye. In, career or... <laughs> Show which one? Uh, catch you tomorrow for the Express Bye! Bye. Call the Double Tappers now, 1-877-803-4567. Or email us. Feedback at double
1: Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther Podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast
2: provider.